Welcome back to the Very Nice Podcast. I'm Yoni here back in Boston. And I'm Manny here in LA. We have separated, um, not in our relationship, but physically, geographically. We are back at our respective colleges, but school year is basically done. It's kind of great. I love how we end school like early May. Oh, yeah. I have one week of classes left and it's still April. That's great. It's, it's fantastic. It's fucking fantastic. And that also means it's busy. Essays do. Shit to grind. But Manny uh, has some exciting news for us. Manny, what did you do last night? <laughs> oh, guys. Very nice podcast listeners. I am officially um, a member and brother in the Phi Delta Theta fraternity. So I'm a Phi, you know. Phi Delta Theta. Phi Delta Theta. Feels, feels good. That's fun. Is there like a, do you, do you like learn any secret knowledge? Oh yeah. We have a secret yeah. handshake. Um, we have a secret thing we can include in a like text or email that will oh, yeah. <laughs> essentially ask if somebody's in Fight Out. That's um, actually really cool. We have a meeting password that works anywhere. And then we have a way to ask if someone's in Fidel. Um, like, just randomly. like if you In run person? Into- yeah. yeah. We have that, like a password, to, but not like an email one. But that's cool. That's very swag. How does it feel? Is it like a, a breath of fresh air? Dude, I don't even know what to think. I mean, this next week, it's my last week of classes. I got to write like three long essays one short essay but i'm gonna get through them so i can live the high life of brotherhood and brotherhood uh yeah no you definitely you realize that you're like oh i'm gonna have so much more free time and yada yada this yada yada that but really like this semester i came to realize that like you're still busy with fraternity stuff but just like not you know just like brotherhood fraternity stuff and it's also a thing you have to balance with your academics because, you know, you're trying to have a fun time. But then you also also have like three essays to write a week. <laughs> exactly. It's not my fab. I, I've actually had no essays to write this semester. None. Instead, I have to do problem sets that take also very long. So it's just a different, <laughs> a different level of grinding. But next year, I have to take some research class comparing Hamilton and Jefferson. So it should be fun going back to my A push days. There was, I don't know, the other, the other options, the other topics, all of them started at like 8 a.m. And I was like, no, fuck that. Like I came into college thinking I'd be an early bird. Like, oh, 8 a.m. is so like not early. Like I had high school, like my high school started at 7 30 a.m every morning so like i got up at like 6 30 every morning for class and it's just i was like oh so this will be easy but then i realized like you don't go to bed till like midnight or one here every time for me and it's just like when was the last time at college that you went to bed the same day that you woke up 
went to bed the same day. That's like, like oh, so different days, you mean? No, the same day. You you went to bed the day before you woke up. No, the same day you woke up. No, that would mean you went to sleep after midnight. No, 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 no. I mean, like, I wake up, but I'm going to be asleep before it's the next day. Oh, uh, you're talking about, like, the previous, that previous morning. I was thinking, like, you go to sleep and then wake up. Okay, you're talking about, ooh, okay. Oh, the same day. Yeah, ooh, that's a great question. Um, prior like, to have you ever? That was a very fancy way of saying it. Um, I... I think when I was um, when I was like really sick right before spring break, uh, I had like this weird long thing, and I went to like the urgent care, and I had like IVs, and then I went home and just went to bed, and then I went to bed at like ten. So basically, because I was dying, um, that's the only <laughs> that's the only reason why <laughs> I'd go to sleep before midnight. But yeah, no, you're right. It's as if like I'm not even. It's like as if I've always permanently stayed in Colorado time because I here I go to sleep like a, probably around two hours later than I usually do when I'm home. So that just works out with the Eastern Mountain Time. Speaking of Mountain Time and Denver, I'm suicidal over the Nuggets. I Yoni, hey man, want to die. It's so sad. I was watching Game Three, a pivotal game in the series, because we were down two L. And it was a close game. We actually even, you know, were winning. We were like up by two with very little time left. And then we just fumbled the bag. And then I was literally watching it in the study lounge at the top floor of uh, one of these dorm buildings we have here. And I just screamed you in the know. middle of the quiet study lounge. And my friend was very embarrassed. But close your eyes. Envision the game. <laughs> Vision the day that Jamal, MPJ, Jokic, they're all playing together. The synergy is off the charts, and we beat the Warriors. That day will probably never come, but <laughs> it might. Not this year. <laughs> Imagine, like, Jamal and Michael Porter Jr. suit up just for game four, down 3-0. We're the first team ever to come back from 3-0. That'd be lit. Not gonna happen, but yeah, that'd be fun. I really don't think it's gonna happen. I just hope Jokic wins MVP. But now everyone's like, "Oh my god, he's getting swept in the first round of the playoffs!" Blah, 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 blah. Shut the fuck up. No, no, like real. Those are regulars, you know. Like regulars. First of all, the MVP award is awarded to a player over their accomplishments in the regular season. It's a regular season MVP award. It's not the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? So that's all I have to say. Dude, at least we're not the Raptors just getting pounded by Joel Embiid. Yeah, facts. Because when we play Joel Embiid, Jokic pounds Joel. That would be an interesting porno. Tis truth. I, I could see some horses getting involved as well. Jokic's horses. Whoa. Like, he really do be loving his horses. I remember, like, reading something on Instagram saying how, like, Doncic was trying to get Jokic to, you know, get in, make an Instagram account, yada, this, and he was just like, no, I like my horses. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah, he's like, I need time to take care of my horses. I can't Wait, be spending yo, time on the Instagrams. 
yeah he probably like has a ranch but like i know back home in serbia he has horses which he can't take care of there so i'm not maybe he like facetimes them that'd be really cute i could totally see you could facetime his horses back in serbia that just sounds so serbian that just sounds something like borat would do not to compare serbia to kazakhstan (laughs) yeah you're kind of right but speaking of Borat, I watched Borat in my film class on this past Wednesday. Yeah, that's unbelievable. And it was the peak of my college career. I think it's just a great a sim- symbolism of you know what I do here outside of school and then what I do in school and just it connecting. It came full circle. And the funniest part is we watched that deleted scene. I mean, I, Manny remembers this. We used to sing the song all the time back in the Jewish day school, throw the Jew down the well. <laughs> yeah. And so this wasn't even a part of Borat or Borat 2. It was like a deleted scene from the original Borat that is like on YouTube. And basically, if you guys don't know, Borat goes to like this club in Arizona and he like goes up with his acoustic guitar and starts singing like a song like throw the Jew down the well. <laughs> So my country can be free. Anyways, it's really catchy. So, didn't you say that um, kids in your class thought the song was like a little too funny? Yeah. So I was about to get to that. So when they were playing that deleted scene with "Throw the Jew Down the Well," everyone was like laughing, and I was laughing because love the song. You know, brings back childhood memories. Funny song. And then I'm like, wait, wait a damn minute. I know there are some Jews in my class because we use a very Jewish school, and I know, I know which ones are Jewish. Um. So I understood that. But then I was like, you know what? Some of these, some of these non-Jewish motherfuckers, they're laughing a little too much. <laughs> a little too much. And uh, I didn't really say anything, but, you know, because I was just enjoying the song. But I just thought it was a little interesting. A little interesting, you know? Like, I get it. Borat. Everyone loves Borat. Hilarious comedic icon. But, you know um but then we actually like analyzed and dissected it which was really funny and afterwards people were like yeah i really like the scene because it like shows the racism uh like he was able to like discover this like kind of hidden racism within american society by like doing things out of the norm and then people reacting in a a welcoming way blah 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 blah. and i'm just like i think it's fucking catchy you know like (laughs) like the song's a bop and a half (laughs) Did you say that? Yeah, I was like, as a Jew, this MF is hilarious. Um, but yeah, so that, that was that was a fun time. I hope we can do that again. It was funny because that class's topic was on bullying and harassment, which was such a weird topic to have for a film and TV class because we just talked about examples of like directors harassing their actors and such. And then just Borat at the end, which like had nothing to, I guess he was like harassing people who didn't know they were actors, but I'm just like, there's a, like people like directors, like made like actors lose their virginity. And then there's just Borat. Like there's a clear, clear difference. (laughs) And the harassment, except Borat could be ending careers. Wait, that's horrible. Oh, no. Yeah. I was like, I was shocked to learn some of these things. I had no idea of some of this stuff. It was basically this one director who was like a a French director of some French film, forgot what it was called. And he had a young actor and she knew there was like going to be like a sex scene involved in the film or like it's like a rape scene, I'm pretty sure. And so instead of like acting it, like pretending to get raped, 
he was like, let's make it real so we can get the, the most authentic performance from my actor. And I'm just like, oh my Lord. And there was an interview done with him afterwards after like the scandal broke out. And he was like, he's like, you know, I feel apologetic, but I do not regret it. <laughs> I do not regret it. <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm sorry you have no remorse for a terrible thing. But anyways, that actor was also a, a virgin. So uh, pretty traumatic. Uh, Wait, or, what? So oh. trigger warning. Should have said that, that like at the a, beginning. <laughs> that is, I like would know. I don't think so. It was like a French film, which who the fuck watches French films? Yeah, this guy like fuck the French. They give up. The French are pretty <laughs> surrendering motherfuckers. <laughs> I don't think the French will ever come back from the reputation of surrendering, even though World War II was like almost like 80 years ago. Hey, they had the Leon de Resistance. Leon de Resistance. Those were the real French. Those were the real motherfuckers. Also, Leon doesn't mean anything. I just made that up. Really? <laughs> yeah. That was good. Well, speaking of France, there's actually an election going on, I believe today, between Emmanuel Macron, the current president, and Le Pen, so close to Leon. And apparently, like, Macron has, like, a huge advantage. Like, he's most likely going to win. Like, he has a... You know, like, you know, 538, they do, like, a bunch of statistics. Sure. So they do, like, stuff on elections, too. Like, a popular source of, like, uh, statisticians being wrong is people look back to, like, the Hillary-Trump race. And then, like, when 538 did, like, 100 simulation models, Hillary won 95 of them. Trump only won five. And then we all know Trump won. Um, But... The same thing happened with Macron, where he won 95 of the simulations and Le Pen won the other five. And apparently Le Pen is like a crazy, like radical, like Nazi. Oh. And so. He's anti-Jew. What'd you say? (laughs) She's anti, I don't know if she's anti-Jew, but she's just like very fascist, like very. um, So yeah, maybe not Nazi. I don't want to label anyone a Nazi, but um very conservative and i don't know if she wins that'd be crazy basically all of europe is like waiting to see but basically her economic um policies are would have kind of prompted her up to the top because macron's kind of done a shit job with that so she has like people look at her economic policy but then they like kind of like don't see the other the other side right right so i guess we'll see i wonder what she'll do in terms of uh Russia and Ukraine. She'll be like, let's blow up Russia. <laughs> yeah, I think we can stand by that. For <laughs> anti Russia. Yes, I think so too. Because it honestly just depends. It's just like there's like different types of right wing, which also is like interesting. There's right wingers who don't want to get involved. They're more like uh, libertarian conservatives, where they're like, why the fuck are we wasting our money on these MFs? And then you have the ones that are like, fuck anything, not democracy and freedom and fuck communism, even though Russia's not even communist anymore. Tis truth. Tis, tis truth. I think yeah, like we've all just kind of, yeah, what are you going to say? I don't know, go ahead, go ahead. 
I'll say is I think we've all just kind of become numb to the the Russia-Ukraine uh, war rather quickly. It hasn't even been going on for that long, and we're all just kind of like, it's happening. <laughs> like, at first, we're like, what the fuck? Like, this is crazy. Protests and such, fundraisers. Now it's like, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I hope Ukraine wins. Honestly, if Ukraine won, it'd be such an embarrassment for Russia. It'd be great. Dude, that would be ultimate ultimate underdog story. I was reading this article from The Economist, how, like, Taiwan's kind of watching on to this conflict and, like, knowing that it could be, that could be themselves one day with China. But it was talking about how, because of, like, a with a combination of, like, a passionate population of people willing to, like, fight for their country and, like, Western weapons that are like lended over to them like these smaller countries have a good chance against the like as we have seen with ukraine like people assume like it would not be ukraine anymore by now but now it's like has most of its country so it's interesting to see it's very much cold war like in terms of like the u.s indirectly helping it's like what we did in afghanistan against the soviet union in the 80s hopefully ukraine doesn't come back and like terrorize us they won't um, <laughs> No, they probably won't because they want to join the EU and such. But um, so it's, it's very really interesting. Ukraine's not in NATO, though. I know. It was kind of like, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's why the whole like war kind of started is because yeah, they wanted to join in, in Russia. And Biden was like, let's get them on. Let's do it, guys. Like, why, why isn't this happening yet? And then Putin was like, go fucking die. But yeah. Putin is Putin is forces where he shouldn't. All right, Yoni, I, I heard you have some current news, uh, current events. I know, this is actually really funny. So essentially, um, the Dublin airport received over 12,000 noise complaints from a single person last year. And wow. you're like, that's an awfully Karen-like figure. But if you really do the math, it's actually insane. That's an average of 34 complaints a day, which wow. like, does she, does this person, he or she do anything? besides call up the the noise complaints like do you think it's 34 a day or do you think it's like one day the person had 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 been so annoyed that they called yeah i'm assuming it wasn't like let me do 34 complaints a day but i mean i mean eventually you, you know you have to catch up if you only do like one one day which is just right. insane just imagine like like at that point, you realize your thing's not doing like what you're doing isn't doing anything. And I think you should just move away from the airport if you hate the noise so much. Like, why the fuck did you decide to live there? Do you think the cops showed up <laughs> to the airport every time? No, I mean, they probably didn't do anything after like the third time. They're probably like they dude, had... <laughs> an airport, you know? Dude, I just can't imagine the, I mean, imagine being called 12,000, like whoever, like whatever phone number she called, there's another person on the line, like whatever the fucking FAA fucking complaint department, like some customer service dude is just like, yes, ma'am. Okay. Well, it's 12,000 times in a year. Oh, who is this? Oh, I'm not, oh, there's noise at the airport. Oh, it's terrible. Okay. Goodbye. Like. What did you like? I would just not answer the phone anymore. Like, how was she able to submit twelve thousand noise complaints and not be like arrested herself? 
to confirm that it's a woman. Wait, I'm actually going to see. It is kind of bad of me to keep using female pronouns as if it's a woman when I don't 100% know. No, I get it because it's a real Karen thing to do. Yeah, I'm just thinking of a Karen. Like, it has nothing to and... do with Exactly. So let's just call her Karen from now on. This Karen figure is the Karen of Karen. She's the ultimate Karen, in my opinion. I'm, I'm honestly yeah. impressed by these numbers. And just an update on it. They, um, what is it? Oh, yeah. So, so her complaints, this Karen's complaints accounted for 90% of all the complaints received in total by the DAA. I guess that's like the FAA, but for Ireland, for Dublin. For Dublin. And the total complaints last year added up to blah, blah, blah. And she was most, so only like 1,200 complaints out of like the over 13,000 were from other people. And then it says, oh yeah, this is the update. This is the update. So far this year, this, the person has already filed 5,276 notices, which is a daily average of 59 complaints a day. Wow. So, so she's already on pace to break her previously made record. <laughs> Maybe she takes a break during the holiday season, you know? Like, let let the complaints department rest. And then go back to torturing them. That's actually unreal. Maybe, like, her ex works for the department or something. I don't know. I feel like there, there's no, like, I don't know. I just feel like you can't be, like, that stubborn and that upset about it. Like, you must be used to it at this point. You've lived there for over a year, at least. Who knows if longer? It makes no sense. It's funny <laughs> she like worked at the airport. Maybe she's doing it so like she can get fired so that she can get severance instead of having to quit. I don't know. Though. I will never understand why people don't just make themselves get fired over quit if your job gives out severance pay. I think a lot of people, it's probably illegal. Like, purposely be bad at your job so you get fired and then... <laughs> yeah. You could... Imagine you do this. Scheme of the century. Idea of the episode. You insult you... The... <laughs> That's, like, a one way you can go about my idea. But essentially what you would do is you apply to a job. You get the job. You Immediately when you start working there, you do shit at your job. You get fired. You get severance pay. Then you have like a three-month break where you get paid. Usually it's like two, three months of pay after you get fired. And then you do it again. Yeah. And so then you really only have to work like a very small portion of the year because every three months you get paid. So then you can just like be chilling. Like that's like life retirement right there. Um, I'm pretty sure though that severance only... Applies if you've worked there long enough. Yeah, but you can't just like get a job and get fired and then get like a generous. Although there are countries where like, I mean, that's probably just the U.S. Because I know in foreign countries, they have like a real issue in firing people because like it's it's really expensive to fire someone essentially. Oh, is there like a, a, a requirement by the government to give out a certain severance package combined with like it's expensive because you have to have a really good reason to fire them or they can sue you uh, so is it like they have more legal protections workers like a ton really I mean, that's, that's why corporations are so like successful in the US, but yeah kind of yeah if you go to like 
a European country and you just like are constantly like poor at your job, you can make a lot of money. <laughs> Wait, what the hell? Like scheme, move to fucking Europe and do what I said. <laughs> yeah, man. No wonder they're not as amazing and great and free as America. Wait, I have another liber- liberty. Yoni, you want to hear my scheme? Give us your scheme. Scheme of the week. <laughs> Win the lottery. Oh, so how do you do that? Guaranteed. So what you do is you buy a lottery ticket. And you just have the winning numbers. Yeah. I feel like we did. We we had an episode. We had an episode with my older sister where we talked about what we would do if we won the lottery. And I was like, I'm telling nobody. Like that's a secret. You wouldn't tell anyone. No, I wouldn't even tell you, Manny. Dude. I would just like buy you some nice things and be like, Yeah, I. Uh, I just I love you. I love you that much. I spent my life savings on it, but in reality, it's just pennies of my. Would you tell your would you tell your family? I would, but I, I don't know if I could tell my dad because I don't think my dad could hold in a secret like that. <laughs> I think I would tell my family and be like, Oh yeah, I wouldn't tell my extended family because that's how that's what leads to everyone asking for money. Totally. I wouldn't give anyone money. I don't even know if I'd okay, Yoni, should I pay for my sister's medical school or no? Yes. <laughs> I would like vol- even if she didn't ask. Yeah, you're right. I'm going to pay for his med school, but... You hear that, Emma? You're going to college for free. Congratulations. No, but she's going to pay me back. No, uh, that's like fair, I guess. At at a very low interest rate. Oh, I was going to say no interest. (laughs) No, no, no. Interest is just going to match inflation. That's all. Oh, okay. (laughs) I wouldn't even do that. I'd be like... But that means like interest rate would just vary because you don't know how inflation's gonna. I guess you can just calculate the current value of whatever you lent. No, then... fine. She she can pay me back at like a two percent annual interest rate, very low. Yeah, so you could lose money hypothetically if the interest rate, I say, currently is above two percent. You know what? No, she can pay me back <laughs> at an eleven percent interest rate. That's heinous. That's a heinous interest rate. Compounded annually, compounded monthly. No, she she doesn't have to pay me back. But I'm gonna constantly remind her to like. You would do that. I could. (laughs) I paid for your medical school. Exactly. So just like like, you ever want something, you're like, like let's say I don't. You probably wouldn't live together, but you're like, yo, could you like buy me a a chalky milk from the supermarket? She's like, the fuck no. And you're like, I paid for your medical school. And that'll be like, I would buy, I would buy real estate in like every different type of place. Like I'd want one in like the mountains, one by a lake, one by the beach. What about one in the desert? One in the desert. One in, I don't even know where. One in the Hamptons. Yeah. One in the city. Ooh, like a high rise. Manhattan. Yeah. Cause all those like are valuable, you know. Oh yeah, for sure. They're, yeah. I'll sell them if I need.
What was I going to say? Um, what other news is there? Oh, yeah. So BU hosted a, uh, I don't know if you've heard of him. Have you heard of Michael Knowles? No. No? So he's essentially, people refer to him as the Christian Ben Shapiro. Oh, God. So he, he works with him on the Daily Wire with some stuff. And like one of his popular series is he's like, guess the woke ad where it's basically like a commercial of a company that's like, you know, like standing up for something. And then he guesses what product it's trying to sell because the commercial has nothing to do with the product and all for the, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. It's right. like kind of funny. Like I, I kind of, like I, I see where he's coming from with that. Like it's a fun game to play, but People are not fans of him because he's like very anti-LGBTQ, supposedly. I I had never heard of this guy before he came. But he came to speak in the law auditorium, which is actually where I have class. So like I came out one day of class and there was just like a bunch of like security scanners and like fancy film equipment. This was like last Thursday and I was like really confused. And then everyone was like, Michael Knowles is speaking. And I was like, I don't know the fuck that is. But then I looked him up and I'm like, oh, okay. And so basically he, he, I think he started speaking at six and people went there and it was like pretty crowded, but then you know how, like what they do when they like, they like, once it starts, everyone, but all the, like, there's people who are like imposters. They're not actually there to see him. They're there to like protest him. So then they walk out all at the same time. Oh. So then it gets like really empty. And then, yeah, that's kind of prank. So brothers in my fraternity were like, yeah, no, you don't have to get a ticket because you can be in like the waiting list. And then like once all the people leave, <laughs> then like the seats open up. Wait, that's that is didn't didn't people do that to Trump too? People it's like a it's like a it's basically a very common thing to do to like these conservative speakers who come to college campuses. But yeah, I mean they probably you fill them up and then you just like stand up and leave and then they're talking so then they're like empty but then there are people who actually do want to hear them so then they end up taking their spots but now everyone at bu is pissed like how could you let this happen like and they're like this is actually really funny like this is like this is funny uh so i like the boston university instagram page posted like today and it was like it was like Saturdays are for exploring. Go out there and enjoy the city terriers because it's a Saturday weekend. And then everyone's like, actually, Saturdays are for making campus safer for LGBTQ students. Saturdays are for supporting your LGBTQ students. And then it was like, it was just like all these people who were like, yeah, I'd love to explore the city if I felt fucking safer. It was really funny. And they're basically all saying how Saturdays are not are for. Yeah, I'm reading. I'm reading it. Oh yeah, <laughs> Saturdays are for not putting. And then it was like a really long paragraph. And then there's just this one person <laughs> in the comment section who just says exploring in Boston. No, that's only for tourists. Real Bostonians leave the cities to parts south, <laughs> west, and north where there's less traffic and more space. It has nothing to do with anything. They just and then and then there's this spot that's like $6,000 for the first five people to TM me pay. God bless y'all. Ice man emoji. That's, that's classic. Make make campus safer for LGBTQ students. We're, we're at risk. $6,000 DM me, bros. Damn. Yo, honestly, though, um, 
I, I've never like I've never heard of Michael Knowles. I assume I disagree with like what he stands up for knowing that I'm like, yeah, probably pretty liberal. Um but it is interesting because that goes into like the argument of like people who believe in the diversity of thought um opinion, right? It's like not diversity in the sense of like how we normally think about it, like diversity. Like people, yeah. Right. I'm thinking. I'm talking about just like diversity of thought. Like I 100% disagree. I, I don't know what he says, but like I assume I am like pretty against what he says. But I think it's still important to have people with because like you can't regardless of like if this guy's homophobic, which like sounds like he is. If students are getting so upset. He's like obviously an intelligent person, right? He went to Harvard. Or yeah. I mean, oh, I'm just like reading. Yeah. Like, and even if like you disagree with what he says and you think it's like hateful, a lot of people believe it, right? So it's important to like understand what arguments are made by people so that you can like learn how to uh, to like, like, yeah, to basically de. To basically understand their arguments so that you can like rebuttal them exactly exactly and know why they think a certain way so then you can be like oh well actually if you exactly like, and this, I, this I know means. i'm walking a fine line here uh <laughs> let me bring up an example that maybe You're on a tightrope don't fucking yeah, fall maybe I'll <laughs> it's more specific to us i and you obviously we're pro-israel right and we obviously are not going to agree with speakers who come to college campuses and shit on Israel. Um, but I don't think I would advocate for banning them because, like, okay, let's hear your opinion, but, like, let us say ours. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's why, like, exactly. And that's why, like, I hate when, like, you have, like, mobs outside if we, like, bring someone who's, like, remotely connected to Israel to a college campus. And because, you know, like, we're not, if you do that, like, why should we listen to you? It's like, we would have, it's like, we're taking the high road by hearing them out and listening to what they have to say, whereas they don't for us. Because it's like this whole idea now that neutrality is complicit, is complicity, complicity. And that you have to pick a side right away without even learning about the issue in general. And that you either have to be like ban Israel or go Israel. And it's very bad. It's like, that's just a, that, that can also be extended to other things as well. Not just that issue, but. Right. Essentially American political discourse is fucked in the butt. And with. (laughs) Pretty toxic pretty toxic guys just like call just like girls who decorate their own rooms when they get into college remember that folks every girl decorates their room when they get to college exactly so with that we hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your days um we hope you guys do well in your classes if you're in school wrapping up uh final projects final tests we wish you guys the best of luck we hope you guys we're both very excited for the summer. We're going to be doing cool things. I'll be recording in Israel. Some exciting things to look forward to. And next episode is episode 90. So we are nearing a 100. 100 piece. Which would be, it's going to be pretty fucking gnarly. 
Um, so yeah, make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Very Nice Podcast. Uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify uh, or any other streaming platform you listen to this episode on. Um, and make sure to subscribe to our Patreon as well, which is really fun. You get a free mug included and a bonus episode every every month. So yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys later. Peace. Bye-bye.